Behold, behold, behold the pale podcast. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflations and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being, God damn it. My life has value. My life has value. My life has value. All right, welcome back to the... Newest episode to date of Behold a Pale Podcast with Matt and Sean. We hope I don't it... even know what today's date is. Ugh. Huh? I don't even know what today's date is. Um, I think the 26th or 7th. I think. Yeah. I know that I did, I did hear somewhere that today was actually Alien Day, National Alien Day, which is for for a nation that doubts aliens I'm very surprised that they actually have a national alien day. Well, you got it. We were about to read Area 51 but beginning of the year. But the area, what do you what do you think of Area 51? What's your thoughts on that? I don't know. I think it's a hoax. It's another place somewhere else. You got that right, buddy. Yeah. Supposedly a couple miles away there's a mountain and within the mountain it's all hollowed out. And inside that mountain is where they actually keep everything. That's what I'm. That's what I hear. See, I'm. I'm, I'm thinking Alaska. Alaska's a weird. Uh, there's there's talk of like um, some type of Alaska holds some like elite, some elite like uh, like uh, resort where like the rich people can go when shit gets wild. Yeah. yeah, which I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it all makes sense. It's one of them things. But uh, today, instead of diving into, we're gonna go. We're gonna do a little UFO ish, where um, we're not gonna talk about aliens. We figured on what a better day to talk about maybe some of the whistleblower or the researchers that uh, were trying to fight the good fight and ended up. Dying out because of it. Not me. Who, me? Yeah, you died out because yeah. alien. The researchers killed you. I heard. They tried. We brought you back. See, that's how it works. Simple science, people. It's as easy as that. All right, let me see here. We're having some technical issues. How, how, how many people do we got on? This list, we have, um, 
I'd say we got at least 20 people, maybe, you know, 15 to 20 people on this list, maybe low, low teens to uh, 17, 20 type situation. Any, uh, any of these well-known cases? Um... I'm sure there's a few well-known in there uh, of people that, you know, research the situation, you know. Yeah. I'm sure... Yeah. Yeah, they don't really get... They don't get too public with the people that are killed off because they're talking about aliens, you know. (laughs) They keep it under wraps, kid. But, uh... All right. Cool. I think I got shit figured out here a little bit. And... We'll roam. We'll roam on, and on that we'll roam. Alright, so, uh, wait a second. Aliens are interrupting this service, which is upsetting. I gotta go get the tin foil. Get the tin foil out? It's not fucking lying in the roof. Well, that's the best thing to do in a situation like this. I'm not putting it on my head. That shit'll fall off too quick. Well, there's a, um,. Reminds me of signs every time I hear the tinfoil thing. There was a good podcast out there called Tinfoil Hat. Um, it was, oh, kindergarten cop, but the fucking kid made the tinfoil guns. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even fucking climb in the radio tower, an idiot. Do you have um, fillings? No. I remember seeing people with fillings on YouTube that do videos where they'd chew on tinfoil. Yeah. And it would, like, shock shock their, you know, they'd get that that electric vibe. Yeah. I seen a horrifying video yesterday, actually, of a dude. You ever see one of those videos on, like, you know, like a, like a live leaks or, like, you know, yeah. Rotten.com from back in the day where the, the people dying... And there was a video of a dude that was, like, climbing power lines, and uh, he, like, fell. And, it, like, the, the 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 line landed right across his neck. So, like, it it cooked him, dude. It looked, it looked like the 4th of July on his face for, like, <laughs> for like three minutes. So he was just like, pop, 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 pop. And, uh... Did, did, did your brother post that? He might have. Yeah, I fucking... I, uh, I put the uh, guy from Mortal Kombat... <laughs> yeah, my brother's always posting up weird things. That I'm surprised he doesn't get booted off of Facebook. It's like, it, it, like it, it, it only if like somebody gets flagged. If you get flagged by some fucking snowflake out there, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you're right. He doesn't have too many people that would report him on there. I encourage it. Yeah, me too. You know, and the dude's head, it cooked him, and then his head came off and he fell. Like, it cooked him to the point of his head coming off. Like, like the electricity kept him up there for so long, and then it just, like, you get the little power surge where it, like, actually lets his body fall, and then the nice big thud. Yeah, well, that's the weird thing. Like, I've seen plenty of those videos with, um, of electrocution of people on, like, wires or whatever, and, like, they could be mid-fall, and, like, if they hit that wire, it catches them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they just, like, hang there and fry. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah there's, some, there's a bunch of fucked up videos out there. Like, they got thieves over in Brazil. Like, they'll be in the middle of getting, like, stoned to death, and somebody just comes over and dumps gas on them. Uh, it's a wild world, man. Yeah. This shit's still happening to this day. It's fucked. 
Yeah, I was I was trying to get a, a Brazilian dude on the on the show. I figured one of the cool things well, we talk about conspiracies and stuff, but it'd be cool to get some people from these third world countries on to actually talk about what it was like like growing up in these worlds because to them it's not to the, I'm sure it's it's still a frightening thing, but like it, it's it's not it's yeah they, it's common to them like it's not. Yeah. It's not blowing their mind apart. They've probably witnessed a few situations like that growing up. So it'd be good to get a whole little culture shift of, you know. I would, I would love to hear that. Yeah. The, the first guy I asked didn't want to do it, but he's supposed to be getting me a friend of his that'll do it. Um, but yeah, it'll be. <laughs> it'll be good culture. Sh- it'll be a culture shock because it was. As much as, you know, you'll see people in the media and on the social medias and stuff talking about how terrible America is, you know, we're all kind of lucky to live in a place where we don't have to get stoned and lit on fire while being stoned, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> if you have to be born a girl, you get put to death immediately. Yeah, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. It's funny, um, I know that they've done like... Um, like there was, you ever see that picture of like um, how there was like like the gay rights activists were like protesting for Muslim, like pro Muslim, but the, it shows them pro. It's like what 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 they think of them in America, and then it goes into like what they think of them in like Muslim, you know, fully Muslim Muslim taken countries, and it's like them throwing them off of buildings and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. The people don't look any further than their their Facebook pages. Sometimes it's crazy. I, like it's funny. Like I, I don't watch the news anymore, man. Yeah, me either. Like I, most of my shit, I will get off of like social media because if I see more than like one person posting, I'm like, there's gonna be some truth behind it. Do a little more digging. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. You just gotta dig yourself. Yeah. You know, if you dig yourself, you should be all all, all right. It's the best way to do it, but uh, we'll we'll um we'll jump into this real quick. You know, hell yeah, here we go. You know, whether uh, and these people, these are all people that have passed away mysteriously, whether it be the old men in black or some secret government agency, um, or even I guess UFOs themselves. This is uh this is going to be about researchers that have died mysteriously investigating flying saucers. Uh so just be on the lookout if you're going to take that field, I guess. Yeah. Um all right, with all paranoia about secret military cover-ups of the UFO mystery and whispered fears about the men in black, not Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith. I don't think they're going around killing people. It's uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Well, he's the new one. Yeah. That that's more of them trying to um, soften up the realities by making movies like that, you know. Yeah. Uh, some re- researchers have claimed that a number of UFO witnesses and investigators actually have met their demise at the hands of unknown and mysterious assailants. In 1971, the author researcher Otto Binder wrote an article for Saga magazine. I don't think it was the, the video game saga, but who knows? Maybe video games came... Is, is, huh? Is, is it spelled the, the same way? It's the same way, I think, yeah. Oh, well, maybe no, maybe it's not. Saga the video game's S-E, right? Yeah. Yeah, What's no. That? 
S-A-G-A? S-A-G-A, yeah, like the saga, saga. continues. I wonder if video games came from the aliens. You never know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it could be. Technology. Uh, Saga Magazine's special UFO report titled Liquidation of the UFO Investigators. Binder claimed to have researched the deaths of 137 flying saucer researchers. Writers, scientists, and witnesses who had died in the previous 10 years many binder emphasized under the most mysterious of circumstances. Uh, UFO researcher author G. Cope Shilohorn has been uh, tabulating that deaths of UFOologists from unusual cancers, heart attacks, questionable suicides, and all manner of strange happenings since 1997. Admittedly, some of the researchers on Shellhorn's and other investigators' lists were getting up in years, meaning, I guess, that they were just dying of old age, and were, by the testimony of the family and friends, ill or depressed or suicidal. Still, where there is smoke, there may be some fire, or men in black. Uh, Here are some of the names of the UFO researchers on the death list. That's a lot. They said they like 130 in a 10 year span. 137, I believe. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, 137. It is a lot. I assume, like in that field, it's when they say that they've been ill, depressed, or suicidal. I mean, the ill part, and we're old. You know, age, of course. You know, illness. Illness is everywhere. Then you take depression and suicide. Those go hand in hand. But like, I feel like. In a field, in a field where you believe in something nobody else believes, I think it's easy to become depressed. You know. Yeah, yeah. And then the next. And then you, go, you go right down that X Files path, and now you're getting sick from aliens, and you've been abducted. Now you're super depressed because you got butt fucked. <laughs> they gave you alien AIDS. Yeah, dude. It's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no, there's no fiv for uh, for alien AIDS or whatever that medication is. Double AIDS. Yeah, but uh, first up on our list is M.K. Jessup. In 1959, astronomer and archaeologist M.K. Jessup, well-known author of such influential works as The Case for the UFO and Expanding Case for the UFO, allegedly committed suicide in Dade County Park, Florida in 1959. Certain facts about the case of long-troubled researchers. And those facts, those facts, happen to be, uh, contrary to Florida law, no autopsy was performed. That is a little interesting. That's very interesting. Um, police Sergeant Open Clan, uh, who was on the scene shortly after Jessup's body was discovered, said that every that everything about the setup seemed to be professional. Interesting. I'd like to know exactly how, what, how we, how we, what. If it was a, a hanging or a shooting or what, you know, it could be... A, yeah. he, he could have did the carbon carbon monoxide in the car. It could have slid his wrist. I mean, it all depends. I'm very curious of what the circumstances were. Uh, Jessup died at rush hour, and more than usual, uh, more than a usual amount of traffic was passing by. I don't exactly think that that is too crazy because 
Nope, nobody's going to stop and help anything nowadays. Um, the, the author had been visited by Carlos Allride, the mysterious letter writer of the famous Philadelphia Experiment investigation. Three days... Oh, yeah. Huh? Really? Yeah. Three days before his death, and according to his wife, had been receiving strange phone calls. Jessup was investigating the alleged Navy experiment in, 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 in visi- uh, invisibility at the time, at the time of his death. See that more that makes more sense of why he had disappeared, dipping into that yeah. marine stuff. I feel like you might have gotten into a little bit of like government area there. And that's fair. I mean, when they listed those things above, uh, you know, depression and all that, they fear is is big. They didn't bring fear up, which they should have. And if you got you're getting weird. If you're investigating stuff like this and you're getting weird phone calls, um, that's enough to keep you on edge, give you a, give you a heart attack, make you depressed. You know what I mean? Hell yeah! Yeah. So that that's that's interesting stuff. It's possible. I I mean, there's there's been talks for years of them having you know frequency waves as well as like pills you can give people or put in their food and like cause heart attacks that way or cancer and stuff you know I was reading uh, listening to uh, a podcast recently where they're talking about Bob Marley and um, his whole how he was such in great health and um, he he was getting phone calls to stop talking about his you know peace because he's very big on peace and all that and it goes into weird things about musicians from that era and like how the government was trying to push cocaine and heroin and he was a real he was a marijuana guy making yeah. and making everybody think you know that's the drug they should be on and I, and they, influencer, yeah. yeah yeah and, and exactly an influencer and they um that's where uh, they think that he 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 rubbed you know the rub the government rubbed them rubbed them out on that and the whole deal with that is that uh he got for people that don't know, he, he died of a cancer that started on his toe. And the story goes that um, he was given, he, uh, he, like, supposedly, like, not too long after he told, he, like, he, 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 he said he wasn't going to play ball with whoever, he received a gift, and that gift was a pair of boots. And he put, he, he, he put the boot, he put one of the boots on, and there was there was something sharp inside it that when he put it on it stuck into a toe. And guess which toe it stuck into? The very the cancer toe. Yeah, the cancer toe. So there's very there's speculation that that's how he got that cancer. And it took him it took him really quick. The other crazy thing about the Bob Marley thing is he he wasn't he wasn't with the medical field type deal. So he seen he wasn't doing chemo and stuff. He was he went to go see like one of these. Somebody set him up with a doctor that was supposed to be, like, uh, all natural. But that doctor was one of the people from, like, the Nazi camp. So, like, the dude wasn't getting... He was sticking needles in him and doing all types of weird shit. And um, instead of, you know, going the the, the medical route of medication... Because a lot of people think, you know, putting medication in your body is poison. I think you might even have that feeling, right? Of, of like medication, the the, the the prescriptions given out by uh, medical, the medical field aren't quite good for you, and they are. Uh, no, you, you should. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're man-made, so they're technically not supposed to be in. Yeah. So I mean, you you get like no benefits from them unless 
you would call an addiction a benefit. <laughs> Which I don't think anybody would. And uh, but yeah, so that was Bob Marley's take on it too. So he said he was going to do like all natural things, almost like Andy Kaufman. If you've ever got, looked, thought of oh, like yeah. looked into the Kaufman thing, like he didn't want to do medicine either. He tried to go to India and stuff to find like natural cures. Um, but yeah, so that that boot I think is what got. Oh yeah, the doc. So yeah, the doctor was was just giving him like all this weird. Um, what do they call that when they put the acupuncture? And um, stuff like that, and he he he, he was doing um, fasting, and he was like starving his body and stuff, like all these things that, you know, fasting. You your body needs to get the proteins and shit, especially when it's going through something, fighting off yeah, a disease. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so like a lot of people think that that doctor, you know, who we thought was going to help him, just kind of. Put him in the put him in the grave, and he died weighing like eighty five pounds. Like he was really, you know, demacitated or whatever that word is. Uh, by the time he passed, and he died, he went really quick, from what I hear. Um, the next person up on our list is a Frank Edwards from nineteen sixty seven. Uh, Frank Edwards, the noted news commentator, died of an alleged heart attack on June twenty fourth, nineteen sixty seven. On the 20th anniversary of the Kenneth Arnold sighting, the World UFO Conference was being held in New York City at the uh, Commodore Hotel on that same day in June, uh, chaired by UFO publisher and author Gray Barker. Barker stated that he had received two letters and a telephone call threatening that Frank Edwards would not be alive by the conference end. So that's very interesting. Yeah, you know, you could take that two ways. You could take in the fact that I'm sure a lot of these people get get death threats all the time, and you could also take it as what, what what's being stated is reality that um, somebody pretty much wanted to put the fear in that dude as well by saying, "Hey, this dude's gonna be dead," and then when he turns up dead. But that kind of goes back to the whole thing with the stress of that whole lifestyle. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's a lot on the heart, I'm sure. Um, next up, I'll say, is Dr. James McDonald. Um, he was very sad that he didn't get in on the McDonald's Corporation. That's what it was. Um, 1971, McDonald, the senior physicist, Institute of Atmospheric Physics, professor in the Department of Meteorology at the University of Arizona, died uh, purportedly of a gunshot wound to the head. McDonald had worked hard... Did he do it himself? Well, that's that's. I think that's what's in question. He was talking about the Kennedy, uh, the Clintons, uh, and he he he, he died. Uh, Mc, he's the original Epstein. Uh, McDonald had worked in worked hard in the 1960s to convince Congress to hold serious, substantial subcommittee meetings to expose the UFO reality. See, all these people are whistleblower good folks. I think that were. They were trying to shed light and got, you know, their light snuffed out. Yeah, getting a little too close to the subject. That's the thing, and I never really, I don't understand, I mean, with the whole thing with the UFO, why it's such a big deal. I mean, religion, if we want to go back into the whole talk of, like, the last episode with religion, I can see religion, if, if, they, if they have their claws deep enough in government, which they pro- probably do, to want to suppress that knowledge, like, they don't want UFOs being known because then they have to try and explain 
why the UFOs are in the Bible, which I re- like. I think I said we talked about last time. I think the UFOs are in the Bible if you look deep enough. Just like why Jesus wasn't there until he was thirty. Exactly, and why dinosaurs aren't there. But I think I think dinosaurs. Dinosaurs is a weird take. We got to do an episode on that too because that whole thing's kind of weird. Um, yeah, people they think they're. There, there, there's, there's theories that they're just big birds that we, we you know, people pieced together and created the whole idea of dinosaurs that they weren't actually a real thing. What it means is these are the leftover birds that couldn't, you know, fly off the flat earth that we live in. Now they just <laughs> fucking had to die here. They didn't quite make the, the they... They didn't make the jump. Yeah, it could be realistically because they don't find that many. And you think if there was a lot, if dinosaurs were were the real deal, then like there'd be a lot more bones around. But this realistically could have been something where, um, you know, the birds that did, you know the comet a comet hit the earth and killed a lot of shit. So like so like if these birds just happen to be on land eating, you know, floating around in the water or whatever, looking for fish when that comet hit. Then they'd be dead, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. The uh, one of the going back to that ocean talk of last time, like if we ever did, I bet you would, you know, if 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 there was such things as these dinosaurs or whatever, and they were to float to the bottom of the ocean, I believe it's cold enough for them to freeze before they decay. I think it's like super cold, so. Yeah, it's, they just wait for us to pop them up. It's possible that they they're down there preserved. Um, all right, next man up, Ivan T. Sanderson, 1973, well-known naturalist, zoologist, UFO investigator, and author of All Things Mysterious, Sanderson died of a r- rapidly spreading cancer. So that goes back to that whole Bob Marley thing with the cancer. Oh, I, I, keep, I keep saying Hendrix. Did Jimi yeah. Hendrix have cancer? Was, no. Well, no, it, you, you could be onto something too because just you know, he was very influential too. And um, we'll do a big episode on all these people. And they all died. It was like thirty three, right? Wasn't thirty three the age or the twenty seven? I think it was twenty seven. All right, cool. The um, yeah, because he's him and he's part of the club. Kirk Cobain. Kurt Cobain yeah. has should have his own episode because that is like an insane story. Janish, probably, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit out that episode. Yeah, you're not a fan. I fucking hate the guy. Dude. Oh my god, he didn't kill he didn't kill himself. He was murdered. I'm just happy he's dead. Oh, you really hated him, huh? Dude, music's rubbish. We're gonna have to dive into that. Janis yeah. Joplin and I think Morrison I think died when he was 27 too. I think so. There was like a special club. There's like a club of people, yeah, of like famous, you know, famous musicians and probably other artists that all died at 27. The Morrison thing's interesting because uh, his father was like with CIA, I hear, and um, during that whole LSD movement when he was taken off, this certain artist that kind of pushed. You know, LSD kind of came from, it was created, it was like a government tool used to, like, yeah. mess with people, yeah. Especially, yeah, the people that were 
like rising up. Like a lot of people say that the whole when the whole drug era came in, it was really because the government was doing it to suppress the minds of the people that were really kind of fight the power, trying to lead a rebellion type deal, and they all they all got sucked into it. All right, Philip K. Dick. I'm familiar. Yep, he's uh, the cult science fiction author of Blade Runner and Minority Report. I got a couple of his books. He uh, he was a silent uh, con- contactee of some higher intelligence for many years. At the time he died of a stroke under somewhat mysterious circumstances, Dick was writing a non-fiction book about his experience with alien contact. It has never been published and the manuscript has allegedly disappeared. Oh, that would have been interesting to peep into. I believe that's where the idea of um, Deep Throat, this guy's whole story, but, but uh, Deep Throat from the X-Files came from. That I, whole backstory. I believe that. I definitely believe that. The, um... That is a famous writer here. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I mean, it's one of those... This could be this could be dead on true, or this could just be one of those, one of those you know conspiracies of, you know that book that he was writing. Maybe he was writing for years. Maybe it was just speculated. A lot of people would speculate. Oh no, you know he was dead, but he was killed over this. But yeah, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if every single story in here was true, and they were all killed by, uh, I guess, Men in Black or the government. I can see it, absolutely. Yeah. I'll tell you this right now, that guy's last book is fucking locked up in that Vatican vault. You better believe that. I wouldn't be surprised. That was number 22. Those greedy bastards, they got everything. They changed the name on it. They're trying to take credit for it. Um, next up, Captain Don Elkin, 1984. A professor of physics and mechanical engineering, as well as an Eastern Airlines pilot, Captain Don Elkin had been investigating UFOs since 1948. He was deep into the study of uh, the RA material, alleged extraterrestrial communications channeled by Carla Ruckert at the time of his suicide. It seems like he had, a, like, there wasn't really any reason for him. Like, he, other people were threatening stuff and were scared and all that. That makes more sense. But a situation where, you know, you're not being threatened, or at least for, as far as we know, he wasn't being threatened. He could have been. And, yeah. um... Yeah. I, I honestly feel like this one was straight up depression. <laughs> like, yeah. he, like, his life was wasted. Yeah. It's one of those things. Yeah, if you find out that what you've been looking for is false or whatever. And what was the uh, what was the um, timeline on this one? Um, so nineteen forty-eight. He he. Since nineteen forty-eight, he'd been investigating UFOs, and in nineteen eighty-four is when he passed. So almost forty forty-four years later. Yeah, forty years with nothing. If that's what you dedicate your life to. <laughs> Well, it's 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 one of those things. It's like, do you find nothing, or do you find something that you're not allowed to talk about? You know what I mean? Like, if you uncover things, it's so weird how like all these people back in the day were snuffed out for things that you could just find on Google and stuff nowadays, and everybody yeah. talks about. Yeah. Yeah. But 
like, yeah, but that's like the freedoms that we have nowadays from people that did shit like that back then. You know what I mean? It's true, they had to pave the way. Yeah. Some I believe, like, I fully believe that some of these people did die so that we could have, like, some of the resources that we do have now. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, Dr. J. Allen Hynek. 1986. Although he was no longer a younger man, the death of Dr. J. Allen Hynek, the famous astronomer and consultant to Project Blue Book, which that'll get its own episode, the U U.S. Air Force official UFO investigation, due to a brain tumor, seemed suspicious to many. Supposedly in the hospital for prostate surgery, Hynek's death seemed all the stranger when one considered the high number of UFO investigators who have died of brain tumors or cancer. Those who knew Hynek well recall that he seemed troubled over, uh, over some recently acquired data shortly before his fatal hospital stay. Well, if he's seen something that blew his mind apart, then it literally blew his mind apart. That's my take on that. Maybe, maybe he got a... Uh you know, a doctor's note saying you have a huge tumor and you're going to die. Yeah, that's pretty... <laughs> that, that, that could make me a bit distraught. That know? is... Uh, <laughs> that would be troublesome, yes. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> I, wonder if a, I wonder if alien life... I wonder what their take on this is. If they would... If they would want everybody to know or if they would kind of want it kept secret as well. Because yeah. there's a reason why we're, we see, you know, it's seen every now and then in the sky, but it's never, it's never touched down in a way that people would say, okay, there's no denying this now, you know. Like, if they really wanted to be noticed, they'd be noticed, it'd be a big deal, they'd be coming, they'd just come down and that'd be that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, they're either, they see the way we war and do all types of crazy stuff and don't want to deal with us, they they've, they could see themselves as more intellectual and more, you know, greater beings than us and just look at us as ants and not want to deal with us. They could have, they could have already touched down and be in communication with our leaders throughout the years and... um Really, they they consider that to be, you know, showing us. They don't really show the public, but they figure, well, we'll give it, we'll we'll be in contact with the people that run the show, and if we'll let them tell the people when they feel right. But yeah. they they'd have to know that they're corrupt, though. You know what I mean? That that, and then you also got to take into consideration that maybe these aliens aren't aren't good species either. Maybe, you know. They could, they could be good, just like humans, there could be good ones and bad ones, and it all depends on which ones found their yeah. way here. I mean, if it, was, if it was the same setup system that we have, you know, if, if our elite was to go venture into another planet, it would be, I almost feel like it would be these, these elite that aren't exactly probably good folks that have the, you know, the resources and money and an ego even to uh, attempt to go find another life. So I feel like um, it's quite possible that it, I, we don't know. I don't think that aspect of it's ever really thought about in the sense of if they touch down is that they could actually be bad. And I mean, th th there's the fear of yeah them coming and blowing up the world, which I don't think 
the picture that's been painted of alien life is, 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 you know, when you see an alien movie, like an alien where they're, they're hostile. Like, I think they take that more as fiction and then they take a movie of them being friendly more as a reality. Like people, I think automatically feel like they would be, you know, they'd be, they'd be nice. They'd be friendly. I think that, uh, but nobody really knows for sure, you know, what they would be. Maybe they would be bad and think they're being good, you know. If they really, if they thought we were ants, you know, look at people. People burn ants with a magnifying glass and don't think they're bad doing that, you know. So and it kind of makes sense with all this. Uh, the supposed when they capture people and bring them up and probe them and do all that weird shit to them, you know what I mean? But you hear all types of all types of weird stories about. You know, them being, there's people that have been abducted and they say that they were very comforting and stuff like that. And then there's the people that come back that can't even, can't even like, they're twitching and they can't even have a conversation with somebody because they're so messed up, you know? Not getting out of the bed in the morning. Exactly. Um, We got, next up we got May Brussel. And uh, May Brussel is uh, 1988. Uh, May Brussels a no gutsy, no holds barred investigative radio host. Uh oh, who <laughs> who was actually interested in UFO as well as the dangers of the New World Order. I think the New World Order would have snuffed her out more than UFOs. Yeah. Died of fast acting cancer. You see, that's any. I think that's more believable where you have somebody with a platform like a radio show that is talking about more so the New World Order in the political game of evilness than UFOs. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think, like, I don't think that's UFOs... Huh? That's about UFOs and them. You're giving them a fucking scapegoat to murder you. Yeah, like, if you're just talking about UFOs, I think they'd let you slide because it's not provable. It's not really harming anything. But once you start talking about the New World Order, and the New World Order is pretty much just the elite that is secretly trying to mold the world into what they want it to be. You know, working class and, and, and lower to be complete slaves as they kind of just be, you know, kings. And uh, their their bloodlines are all like kings for the rest of days. Like the, that, yeah, that's definitely a problem. Like they don't want you talking about that. And Especially back in like '86, radio was huge. Exactly, good point. Yeah, and um, it's one of those things. The, the the society in numbers, society in numbers always has the power to rise up against whatever evil it is, you know, within the government and, and overthrow it. Always, that fear is always in the back of their head because they're definitely outnumbered. And that's why they want to take away guns and stuff because they don't want to deal with that problem. When they don't want people to have guns when their brain clicks and they realize that they actually society holds the power. It's like a, an IRS thing where, like, you know, supposedly you're not even supposed to have to pay IRS, but once you, you know, it's pushed to you so much that you have to that everybody just does. That's how that's how it started. Um, I, I, I don't. Still don't understand. We fucking fought the British to get away from taxes, right? Right. We did that. It's true. I'm gonna go fight the government. I didn't say that. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's what they don't want. Um, but that if, if society only knew that, like everybody, I do it myself. You know, you complain about certain situations and stuff. But like, if 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 
society. That's another reason why I don't think I think racism and stuff is pushed so hard. Where like I this day and age, I don't think if you were to talk to certain people, they would think that people are having clan meetings in every town. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like I I don't I think racism for the most part is dead. I think that. Uh, most of the newer generations of people have grown up around each other and have respect for each other to say, hey, you know what? That's just another dude yeah. trying to live, trying to get by. Like, I got no hate for him. And I think that they try and push that. And that's why racism keeps popping up every couple of years. It's, you know, right now it's Donald Trump's a racist and all his people are racist and stuff. And I think that's because that button's so hot, such a hot topic button that, you you hit that button and people go crazy because it brings back old feelings and it brings it, it brings back all this this it bring on both sides of the fight it brings up you know people that were persecuted it makes that or their their relatives were and ancestors were persecuted it brings up you know anger in them and then you have the the other side of it that it brings up anger in them because it's like nah like we're all struggling like I got no hate for anybody we're all struggling man. But I think the powers that be want everybody fighting and hating each other because as long as we're focused on hating them, the other person, as long as we're focused on hating our neighbor, we're not going to group up and hate the actual real powers that be evil, like the government. So I think that that's why they push that racism thing so much and all that weird, you know, all the weird things they push trying to divide the people, you know. But, yeah, nobody... I'm sure there's definitely probably still some people out there that are hardcore racist and stuff, but it's a small percentage of the people, you know. I so, don't think it's a small percentage. I really don't. I do believe racism is still around and strong. It's still. But, uh, but I do, I, what you said about like upcoming generations, I absolutely fully believe that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird that, thing. That's something good to, uh, it's actually something good to look forward to, you know? It's true, I agree. I agree completely. Next up is Deke Slayton, 1993. Now we're getting, uh, when we were old enough to remember the times. Deke I don't remember anything before yesterday. <laughs> well, that, then uh, today's always a new day for sure then, if, if that's yeah. how it is. Um, Deke Slate in 1993. Deke Slate the astronaut, oh my goodness, was purportedly ready to talk about his UFO experiences, but cancer intervened. The thing with that is, like, when you go into space and all that deal, I almost feel like we're not meant to be in space, so, like, going into space, I can see definitely messing with your body and your, your cells and shit. Mm-hmm. And creating stuff. Of course it's gonna leave. That's gonna fuck you up. Yeah. And uh, all these people, like like I said in the other episode, man, if you're gonna, if you want, if you want to spill a message, write a book, write a book that you don't tell anybody about, and then after you're dead or when you're ready to let that knowledge out, you drop the book. Don't yeah. don't go chiming around town that you're but you're about to blow the whistle on something, or you're about you're about to talk about something, because that's when you're gonna get snuffed out. Before you can tell that message. Um, next up, Ron Rummel of 1993, another 93 one. 
Two in one year. Two in one year. Ron Rumble, former Air Force intelligence agent and publisher of Alien Digest. Yeah, that'll get you in trouble. Yeah. Uh, allegedly shot himself in the mouth with a pistol on August 6th of 1993. Yeah, I mean, that's a weird thing. That's the thing about those suicides is like, once they're done, like, nobody questions anything because the evidence, at first glance, the evidence is so raw and right there that it's like, well, he's hold. there's a gun right next to him, there's a, sh- you know, sh- there's a bullet in his head, and that's that. Like, we need to go no further. And everything's paperwork, you know what I mean? So, like, the less paperwork they have to do, the better. I think that was a big... Uh, situation with your boy Kurt Cobain. Uh, a lot of the, the investigation the, the the local police did on that was super sloppy, and I think that's because they said, "Hey, he's got a hole in his head. He's dead. There's a gun right next to him." Um, I think the drug, the aspect that there was dr- drugs around him was big, and yeah. I, I don't know if they found the suicide note on him, or if that was some weird thing where it was left for Courtney. Uh, she wrote half of it too, I hear. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, the best writing of her career. Yeah. The um, but yeah, that's see something like that is more. It depends where they're going with it because I don't really feel people would I you know I could be dead wrong but I almost feel like you know exposing aliens is is not quite stuff to get you killed over but I did hear recently. That um, a, a theory of Marilyn Monroe was that she died over an alien type deal where she knew because you know, she was, of course, she was having an affair with both JFK and Robert Kennedy at the time. And um, she was calling up the, the offices of these people and complaining that, you know, she wasn't getting enough attention. And she said, hey, you know, I, there's things I know, and I'm going to spill the beans on these things. And um, then uh, she had to be removed at that point. That's a theory. But the, the theory that I go with is, you know, she was, all, she, she was with the Kennedy boys, of course, but then she was also running around with, like, mob people, too. Um, you see Irishmen at all? It doesn't really talk about the Marilyn Monroe thing, but it does talk about the the beef kind of between the political and mob side of things, or the union. It was more of a beef between union and and and, the, and president and, and JFK and um, what's his name Hoffa, and um, but the mob was right in the middle, playing both sides. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. that with that whole thing, it's very very believable that. Um, that that whole beef, it was a beef between people, two people that probably weren't hardened criminals or like not as hard hardened hardened as the mob was, which was JFK, who was people say he's a he was a great president, but he has a lot of scummy shit under his belt too. And with Hoffer, I'm sure he's got a lot of scummy shit too. But they're both dudes that weren't really. I think they kind of looked, even though I think they raised their their brow to the mob and kind of thought the mob was just goons and the people there to do their heavy lifting. And I think that they got a little too big for their britches. And um, I think, you know, one of them, I think kind of Hoffa had his hand in 
making making um making JFK die out uh and then in return they almost had to clean the slate and get rid of Hoffa over the situation. But um did you watch that video I said that William Cooper video I sent you by any chance? I have not. When you watch that, there's a video in there of the JFK assassination, and there's footage, of a wider shot than people usually see, and it shows the driver turn, what looks like the driver of the car turn around and sh- give him that like last shot in the head, which is um, very interesting. Really? Yeah, it's very, it's very believable. Like when I heard about it, I said, I thought, no, it can't be. But then when I watched the video, I was like, holy shit, that actually looks like a fucking gun shooting him in the fucking head. Um, and that whole thing, you know, that whole thing's weird, too, with um, the government has ties. I almost feel like, you know, the mob and the government came together and said, hey, you know, look at, you know, the mob, you know, because... This guy needs to go. He's too flashy. He's doing crazy things. Like you said before in the previous episode, sometimes people just need to go. Like like when we did that, the Vatican episode, and you were talking about how that queen, how they didn't let, they didn't pardon her. I almost think like that was a JFK thing where he was getting too crazy in the public and they were like, yo, like you need to calm down or like it's all going to stop for you. And he was like, fuck you. I'm going to do what I want to do. And then they were like, well... Okay. <laughs> exactly. You know, he's done. Move, move, uh, move the new guy in. Um, yeah. So I think it's a, that, that we'll do an episode on that because that whole thing's interesting. There's so many different routes that could have happened, and all these routes could have eventually led up to joining to and get it done. But the JFK thing was a a weird thing. But yeah, going all the way back to where I started, the Marilyn Monroe thing was she supposedly was brought to like. Not Area 51, but like the place near Area 51 to see these alien ships and crafts and stuff. And and, and there was a theory that I heard that she was gonna she was gonna do an article with some magazine about um, what she's seen at this place with JFK. And um, because of the threat of that, um, supposedly that that's what kind of did her in. <clears throat> but yeah, she didn't over. I don't believe for a second that she just overdosed and died. Even if she was sad that she was being, she was literally being used like a fucking. She was like being taught used by everybody, you know, sexually. She was just kind of like a high class prostitute that wasn't being paid. You know what I mean? So like, I could, I could see her. Exactly, and it's like she. I could definitely see her being like sad. Because of finding herself in that lifestyle of that being mad, but like I don't think it was enough. I think there was more to it. Um, now whether they went in there and and did it and like held her down and and, and fed her the shit, or they just kind of put the fear in her and um, you know verbally kind of tore her down and said, you know, you're just a whore, like you're a whore. That's all you're ever gonna be, type deal. I can see you going into depression like that. Like, I almost feel like if you were, with the Kurt Cobain thing, if you were to take the stance that he actually did do it himself, which they say the amount of heroin that was in his system was three times more than what it would take to kill you. For, like, they pumped him up and, and they, like, after he was dead type deal for proof of it. Um, he, uh, with that whole thing, if, if you were, if someone, it was even in a debate that, 
he did it himself. I, I feel like just by seeing Courtney Love in videos, she seems like such a piece of shit that I can see her every second being like, you're the worst fucking dad. You're a scumbag. You're a failure, you know, and just kind of drive depression into his head. You know what I mean? Um, but that's a very interesting subject. So we'll go back to our, our, our regularly scheduled programming here. Um, the, 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 the people, the, 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 the people killed by the men in black. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> so, uh, next up is Anne Livingston, huh? If we, ever, if, you, if we ever need, like, an idea for an episode, we just gotta come back and listen. Yeah, pretty much. That's the thing with the show, is there's so many possibilities for episodes that, like, we could just go off on a, on a rant forever. And not all of them, I, I don't believe all of them will be conspiracies, but they will have conspiracies around them. And that's the yeah, and that's the beauty of the show. Whether like the Kurt Cobain thing, whether you like him, believe it, don't believe it, like there's always discussion there. Yeah, you know. Um, next up, Anne Livingston, 1994. Anne Livingston made her living as an accountant, but she also was uh, a MUFIN investigator. Uh, yeah, I'm not familiar with that. Um, but uh. uh I could make something up, but I won't. Uh, on December 29th of 1992, Livingston claimed to have been accosted by five men in black, whom she described as being almost faceless and carrying long flashlight-like black objects. In early 1994, she died of a fast-acting form of ovarian cancer. Ooh, dirty, dirty cancer rapists. It's true. Um... The thing about the men in black with the with the with the face almost faceless is weird because then you see this is my little there's another take you could go on with this is that there's a theory that and I kind of believe this a little bit whether well, the theory that aliens aren't really UFOs they're kind of demons and no, I'm, I'm fully on board with that one and um, like. They're just kind of tricking people into thinking that it's a UFO thing, so you believe in it, and that gives it power type situation. Yeah, it's uh, pretty much making aliens a scapegoat, but still getting what it needs. Yeah, and uh, like an interdimensional demon being type thing. And when she says that it was like a faceless, almost faceless, then that kind of makes me think, jump to that conclusion of maybe these men in black really are like... If if these these other beings, dimensional beings, have touched down and made contact, and there was some here, like people call them reptilians, or you know, um, or just the de- or demons, interdimensional demons, like they right. they would probably have a little hit squad if they were able to be if they were able to do things that humans couldn't do, you know, like shape shift and shit like that. But um, that would be cool, yeah. But yeah, it wasn't cool for her in 1994. I'll say that. What's the price of silver at? I don't know. Yeah. Why? You gotta get a silver knife. Why was that? Does that kill the demons? I have no idea. It just seems like a good buy. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Um, next up, yeah, the demon, the the alien demon things are really wild one, um, wild and crazy uh, good, but. Uh, I really do like it. It's good stuff, and it makes sense. The more you look into it, it makes sense. There's a video 
There's a video, uh, an audio clip, more likely, on YouTube that I want to do for a future episode. It was on the Art Bell Show. And a lot of people say it was a hoax, but if you listen to this video, you'll think it's real. I'll, I'll try and get you a link. Um, Alright, well, I don't... Yeah, Alright, yeah, yeah. I just want to write down his name. Would you say it's Art Bell? Yeah, Art Bell. Art Bell's a um, legendary... He used to do coast-to-coast uh, uh, -coast radio. He was like this guy that was kind of like a conspiracy, alien, paranormal radio host. And um, he'd talk about a little bit of everything. And um, he passed He passed away a couple years ago. Um, not really mysterious. He had like an overdose, supposedly, which I guess is kind of mysterious because he didn't. He took a lot of like pain pills for his back and stuff. Um, so I don't know if it was accidental or it was, you know. Hey, what did you say? He, this was at, he died recently? Like in the last 10 years? In the last like three or four years, I think, yeah. Yeah, it could have been on the opioids. Yeah. The, um, yeah, he got some of that, um, what is that, uh. Fentanyl? Fentanyl, yeah. But yeah, look up, um, Art Bell. I think it's air, like Area 51, um, phone call, um, yeah, just try that. If you can't get that, I'll get you a link. But mainly what it is is this dude calls up his show, and he's all frantic, and he's scared. And he's like, he's talking about how he's on the run. And he starts to talk about how he used to work for Area 51, and he was uh, discharged for on medical. And he says that, you know, that what the, the, pre, the precursor to the space station, when they were out there sending out signals into space and into this thing, they made contact with something that they thought was an alien, but it turned out not to be an alien. It was an interdimensional thing. And he says that, yeah, and he's like, what, well, he's like, what they know, what we think is aliens isn't aliens. It's an interdimensional being, and they're not here for a positive thing. They, and he said that there's something devastating coming and that the, the government could protect society, and there's certain places in the country that are in the world that we could go to that would be protected, but they're not telling people because having people die is, uh, it goes into the population control thing, where it's like, it's, it's beneficial for them for people to be lost. And it's like the airiest video in the world because it's just crazy. It, cause it makes sense. And this was like in the 90s too, so it wasn't like, like right nowadays, you know, population control is a hot button, hot big hot subject that people are talking about. Like back then, in the 90s, it wasn't. I mean, it could have been talked about, just like they talked about, you know, the 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 second coming of the rapture and stuff. They've been saying the world's going to end for so many times, so many years. You know, it could be something like that. But this is like, this dude gives an Oscar-winning performance when he's when he's doing his little thing. And then they eventually, his, 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 if I remember correctly, not only his phone shuts off, but I believe like something about, you know, like, like something in the actual radio station blows out or like gets disconnected. I think like the whole radio show goes out for a little bit and, um, which would happen if, if you were messing with powers that don't want that stuff released, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that, that was an art bell. Area 51, um, caller, I'd say interdimensional beings. I'd throw that in like the Google, like the Google, the YouTube, like search engine thing. And, and, and it, that should pump up for you.
But, um, yeah. Or did, what was the last one I did? Do you remember? Uh, you was it oh. was it Livingston or was it John? Did we get into Ron Johnson yet? I don't think so. No, not Ron Johnson. No. All right, cool. So next up we have Ron Johnson, uh, nineteen ninety four. At the time of his death, Ron Johnson Mutual UFO Network uh, MUFON. I guess that's what it stands for. The Mutual UFO Network, MUFON, uh, Deputy Director of Investigations, was 43 years old and in excellent health. On June 9, 1994, while attending a, a Society of Scientific Exploration meeting in Austin, Texas, Justin died quickly and amid very strange circumstances. When the lights were turned back on after a slide presentation, Johnson was slumped over in his chair his face purple, blood oozing from his nose. A soda can uh, a soda can from which he had been sipping was sitting in the chair next to him. Now that, that kind of strikes a weird chord with me because uh, I've seen, it reminds me of a video I've seen on YouTube of there was this guy that he wasn't a politician, he was more like a guru, like a spirit, like he from India or something like that. And the he was doing a speech, and somebody the whole thing was somebody put something in his water. So what he was drinking the water, and he died up at the podium. And that's kind of what happens to him is he's just talking, and then all of a sudden he starts to like drift off a little bit, and then he falls back and he's dead. And I almost I believe that like and I believe definitely that they would put something in your drink or in your food or inject you with something that would like put you out if they don't want you there. I mean, it's the easiest, it goes back to that. There's no smoking gun thing. You know, it's like what, it's how they don't, when they see somebody who looks like they shot himself with a gun next to him and a suicide note, a suicide note that could be easily done by anybody. You know what I mean? It's, it's like investigations over. There's all the proof you need. And I think a situation where they kill these people with injections or food or whatever, or, or liquids that they drink where they just have heart attacks or just the damage is done on the inside of the body, I think it's investigation over and they don't investigate it anymore. Yeah. You know. And it's one of those weird things where it's like they, they, have, they have secret departments that study and craft these things, you know, and it's funny, like when it comes down to technology, certain people say that the technology that we know in our regular day life is like 40 years behind what they've actually have behind the scenes type deal, mm -hmm. which I believe. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like why would they let, why would they let society have the same technology that they're dealing with? It, it, it don't even make sense from society's standpoint of like, of course they would suppress, you know, all that good stuff. Um, I mean, right now, what do you think of that? Um, What's his name? Um, um Jong Hung or whatever his name is. The, yeah, the the he's a young dude. He's like he's my age, our age. Yeah. You think? Uh, what do you think that is? You think he was kind of taken out because he was for a while. He was a threat. He wanted to kill like America for a little bit. Oh yeah, not anymore. <laughs> it's weird. He was up there though with. Um, like, I'm sure he knows about all the corruption and stuff. It's very possible it, it, that he, he... I don't think he'd whistleblow. The whole... The, the weird thing was... Once they once I heard that he... The first thing of it was, you know, he's real sick and he might die. 
And then when I heard that, I was like, well, that's something we got to be careful of because if he wants to kill everybody and he knows he's going to die, there's not much holding him back from killing everybody. You know what I mean? But from... This is still very soon. Yeah, like his death. So things could be very interesting in the next couple of weeks. I hope... Supposedly his sister is taking over if he actually is dead. So hopefully she's better. She's better, uh, more of a humanitarian than he is. But we can't... We can't hope too much, I guess, for that because they're they're cut from the same cloth. Mm. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Maybe this will be the last episode of Behold the Pale Heart podcast. <laughs> Before we get the nuke. Before we get nuked up like McDonald's hamburgers. Um, next up, Carla Turner, nineteen ninety six. Carla Turner, author of Masquerade of Angels, taken and into the fringe, suspected that the breast cancer that preceded her death was due to alien retaliation for statements she made in print. Um, <coughs> huh? Alien retaliation? Like, the, like she wrote something and the aliens was straight up like, now cancer, boom. Exactly. Like, I don't know if I believe that one. No. I don't think I, I don't think I put any belief into any of the any of the idea that an alien would actually kill somebody over talking about something, I, I, I put that more into a men in black um, government not wanting people talking about it in general thing, which if they don't want you, they're going to go that far for you not to talk about it. There must be, it must be something up a lot more, a lot more bigger than the fact that they're just aliens, that they exist, you know what I mean? There must be, there must be talking about the secret plan, you know what I mean, or something like that. But that's weird, and then it goes into the whole thing if if they actually are interdimensional demons. So like, if they are, like if they are, and they have a negative a plan for the humanity, then like that, I could see that being snuffed out. Yeah. All right. Uh, Phil Schneider, nineteen ninety six. Phil Schneider died on January seventeenth, nineteen ninety six, allegedly strangled by a catheter found wrapped around his neck. Schneider, yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah, you know, th- you'd pick something more, more cleaner than a catheter. What do you, the catheter is the thing in your dick, isn't it? When you, when you like got medical issues. Yeah, it, they ram it down your dick hole to help you pee. That's adding insult to injury, I think. Uh, was, it still connected, was it still connected to his dick hole when it was wrapped around his neck? That sounds like Carradine, like David Carradine, actually. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Uh, Schneider claimed to have worked in 13 of the 129 deep underground facilities of the U.S. government constructed after World War II. One of these bases was the uh, bioengineering facility of Dolch, uh, New Mexico, where, according to Schneider, humanoid extraterrestrials worked side-by-side with American technicians. I've heard of Dolch before. I actually thought... I thought about doing a movie on it. It's a, um, I think this is the weird, I think this dude right here, right now it's coming back to me. I think this is a dude that was going around, there's another guy on um, on YouTube, you can go around look at him doing um, speeches, and he actually had his hand, he had his hand was missing like two fingers that was like melted off. And he says it's because when he was working in this facility, 
there was something happened where the the alien life forms had a big battle with like one of them had broke out and had beef and like his hand he claimed got shot by like one of their guns that's why it was like mutated and like fucking melted so if you got the pen out write down Phil Schneider too because those are some videos you might want to pop into um him being strangled with a catheter is really fucking weird but I I assume that it would be insult to injury. I mean, if he was actually working at these places of, of complete secrecy, you know, they all have to take that vow of not, not never telling anybody anything. Um, they would probably, you know, want to kind of disrespectfully kill him. But then you got to figure what kind of human. Maybe it was men in black, alien, alien demons that grabbed him because no human's going to want to grab a fucking tube that they just pulled out of somebody's dick. Unless they had the isotoners on, maybe. Yeah, no. Shit. Borrowed them from O.J. Simpson. There's so many questions. Like, was there a reason why the guy would need a catheter hose anywhere near him at that point in time? That's true. And if he did, wouldn't it be, if he was sick, that means he'd be sick. And wouldn't it be, no. be, wouldn't it be better just to let that play its course or hit him with the heart attack pill or something? Yeah, that, I, like, it's very questionable. What, what, what was what's happening in this guy's life a month before, like if this all went down? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's very weird with the cabinet. There's something very weird there. Yeah, it's a crazy thing. And they go into the huh? Not, not the fact that the man's dead by it. Like that's a that's a pretty fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> mind control too is one of the things they talk about. I think that's the next guy they talk about mind control, but. A lot of the suicides, I think, you know, they talk about how they can get in your get into your head and, you know, make you do it, so to speak. Yeah. Like a scanner. I, I believe it a lot, like, coming up, like, from the 50s to, like, all the way to, like, late 90s, I believe, like, LSD is involved somehow with mind control. Oh, yeah, for sure. MKUltra. You ever get an MKUltra? Yeah, MK Ultra, jot that down. That's fun. That's um, that that is my, that's the mind control like program that they were trying on people. Um, yeah, the Phil Schneider dude. If he's that dude that I'm thinking of, his videos are we wild because he he, he talks about. I believe he even talks d- describes the aliens. I mean, they worked with some of them. I think he even was one of those people that said, you know, there's some good ones and there's some bad ones, and they worked with the good ones, and they tested the bad ones type deal. Yeah, it's weird. But Dulce, D-U-L-C-E, New Mexico. That laboratory was, uh, that's a good one too if you want to look into that. I'm sure we'll do an episode on that in the future. Um, Next up, Jim Keith, 1999. Author of many books including Mind Control, World control. Jim Keith died in a hospital during surgery to repair a broken leg. Yeah, that's a little. That's a little uh, interesting. Um, he suffered while attending an infamous Burning Man festival in Nevada. Allegedly, a blood clot was released during the surgery and traveled to the heart, causing pulmonary edema. Blood clots are very easy. They're just air pockets, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And like I, I, 
ever since a youngster, I always heard about that, you know, if you hit somebody with a, with a syringe with air in it, they'll have a heart attack. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, a, that's like an old hitman trick. Yeah. And uh, what better place to get somebody than on an operating table when they're unconscious? And I, I definitely, you know, the medical field, I feel like a lot of the medical field people are definitely tied into some dark shit. Um, and Big Pharma, like Big Pharma is like, wears a crown in the world of corrupt shit, evil shit. Um, next up, our boy, the guy who this podcast is named from his book, Behold the Pale Horse, uh, Mr. William Cooper, in 2001. Author of the classic book Behold a, Behold a Pale Horse, shortwave radio talk show host, UFO researcher, and political activist, William Cooper was shot dead during a gun battle with sheriff's deputies at his home in Eagar, Arizona. Yeah, that um, he 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 whistleblowed. He he originally when he was younger he worked for the the Navy or the Marine Navy, I think it was. And that's where he first seen um, UFOs. I, he had a story of like him being on a boat, and you a big gigantic UFO came out of the water, like near the boat, and everybody seen it and was all like shocked out, and they were told not to talk about it. And he eventually talked about it. He also, um, like we talked about behind, you know, privately, he um, he all he like he 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 called nine eleven before it happened, and he said that you know. They're going to use Osama bin Laden was already a figure in media at the time, and they said that they're going to use him as the scapegoat, and there's going to be a big terrorist attack that's going to change everything. And boy, oh boy, did 9/11 change everything, you know. Uh, as far as his death goes, uh, his death was really weird. Where. Um, you know, he, he was having FBI people come to his house and local sheriff and deputies come to his house and um, and they were trying to tell him to kind of like stop doing what he's doing and stuff and he'd tell him, <clears throat> you know, get off my property, me and you have nothing to talk about. Um, and uh, how he died was, you know, he lived, he lived by this cul-de-sac and on this cul-de-sac there was, it was known to be an area where these teenagers would go and party and he was, he he was kind of, he was the guy in the neighborhood that would kind of go over and tell the teenagers to scatter and get get out of there. And um, what happened is there was a party going on. It was really late. It was after midnight, and um, he 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 drove over in his truck and was like, "Yo, like get out of here." And then he realized that they they were. They weren't teenagers. They were the they were the local police, in in regular. They were out of uniform and civilian clothing. Jesus. Yeah. Christ. And so for after that, he kind of took off, and he there was a little chase, and the, he had a gun on him, which probably wasn't a good look for him, and he he did shoot the gun, and I want to say that um, he he shot one of the cops got shot in the head. The cop didn't die though. Um, he no, he got he just got clipped, and um, yeah, it was a weird thing where like there was he drove he, he he drove by and like up to his house and there was other there was other cops like waiting out there 
and there was like a little shootout in his front yard, and um, he they they shot him in his front yard and killed him. But he was kind of lured into that weird situation, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't. The whole thing's weird. Like, yeah, you probably shouldn't be shooting at cops. You know what I mean? But um, they shouldn't have been there to begin with. I feel like their whole... They wore them out. Yeah, their whole reason for being there was for what happened. And um, they got the result they wanted. They got the... Yeah, they got the result they wanted. And they they wanted to shut him up. You know, he was being too wild. He was being too truther for him. And uh, they had to stomp him out. Um... There's also, like, a weird thing that, like, they shot him. They shot him, and he was left. He was left for uh, in his front yard for, like, 15 hours before an ambulance was called. So it's not like he, they, let, they let him die. They made sure that he was dead. Like, they didn't want him recovering from that. It was a, it was a weird situation where they shot him, he went down, and they didn't call paramedics in. Um, they must have called paramedics for that cop, though, or they or, or, or flew him out of there. But I, I in, in the documentary that I watched, they said that his body, or that whoever comes in to, to 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 the coroner, I think it is, to like his certified death, didn't come for fifteen hours. I remember that precisely, and I remember yeah. th- I remember he laid in his in his front yard for fifteen hours before he was collected. And I assume it was to, it was either, it was it was either a statement, probably both. It was probably a statement to other people of, we're going to, we're going to kill you like an animal. If you want, if you want, if you think that you're going to like, you know, you think you're going to wh- blow some whistles. Yeah. And, um, as well as insult to him, insult to him and his body. Um, and, uh, it, you know, it's crazy how, how how wild people will be, you know, you know, to just snuffing out another human because the craziest part is because he's speaking truth. That's the craziest part. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, William Cooper there. Oh, I'm going to watch that. I got quite the list over here. Yeah. That, that, I sent you that doc uh, about him and in it, you got to watch that. When you watch it, I'm very curious of your opinion on that JFK video. Because it, it looks, and I've heard that conspiracy before, but I never really do- dove into checking it out. And they had like really clear footage of it, and um, like I have another, I have a Faces of Death video that has like really clear footage of the shooting, but it's not. But like like it says in the documentary, like all the footage they have of the shooting is kind of cropped. In a certain way, where it's close up on Kennedy, and you don't really see the people yeah. in the front in the front seat of the car. So, like when you when they show the footage of, and that whole the the uh, um, the fuck I'm trying to think of the dude's name Karuda Zaruda uh, film, um, like they took that they like they he made he made a copy of it to save for himself supposedly but the government took it and he never got that back which as you assume he wouldn't you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah that whole the whole william cooper thing was wild um, that is crazy. yeah i like i'm, I'm going to watch that as soon as we get up yeah and then i found the uh, the uh, alex bell thing oh you did yeah he's yeah 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 art bell art bell art bell 
But yeah, so after William Cooper, you know, which William Cooper's going to get his own episode eventually. We're going to talk all about his whole thing. We we owe it to him. We're talking about doing like a greatest hits or like a Hall of Fame type um, category where we take all these different people that were, you know, legendary whistleblowers in their time and, and that either, you know, are still kicking or, you know, lost their life for the battle, the battle of the good, and um, almost do like mini episode, you know, biographies on them. Um, but he'll be in the future. Our, uh, our next up and our last uh, gentleman that they have listed here is uh, Ron Bonds in 2001, the same year Cooper went out. Um, Ron, bon- <laughs> yep, Ron Bonds of Illuminate Press published books on unsolved mysteries and unexplained phenomena. From the Kennedy assassination, which we were just talking about, to the ominous black helicopters of New York World Order, of the New World Order, rather. In April 2001, 15 hours after eating a meal with warm beef from a Mexican restaurant in Atlanta, Bonds was taken to Grady Memorial Hospital where he died. His death was attributed to bacterium that figures... Uh, in 250,000 cases of food poisoning a year, of which, according to the Center of Disease Control, only seven result in death. So that was kind of he was one of, he was one of those unlucky few, I think. But sounds extremely unlucky. Yeah, stay away from the warm beef, man. Um, or at least have your beef cold or hot, and then you should be fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know about that. Uh, that's more of a that one's a little strange to me, you know. He's a, yeah, like uh, what were his eating habits? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just published books. It's not like he was the guy writing the books because you know, a, a book publisher. If you kill off a book publisher, you're just going to go to another publisher to put your book out. You know what I mean? And um, I think that he was just very unlucky to be one of those seven people of the 250,000 that get it. Um, yeah. But, but, yeah, his eating habits could have been terrible, you know. With with mm. food poisoning, you got to stay hydrated. Maybe he didn't hydrate and stuff. Maybe that was uh, that was a part of it. It was a thing. But... What, what was the big thing? The, uh, the black NYC helicopters? Yeah, he was... Um, he, Black New World Order helicopters. That was the thing with him. You're going to have to delve a little bit into that. That's my first time hearing about that. Yeah, I've heard of the Black Helicopters before. Um, where they... Um, yeah, he was known for the Kennedy... Um, uh, the books he published books on it's not even like I said it's not even him writing the books which is what makes it a little more far-fetched if he wrote the books I'd think oh yeah well you know he's he's you'd want to snuff him out in his opinions but he's really just that he owned the 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 publishing company illuminate illuminate press published books uh, which were on unsolved mysteries and unexplained phenomena from the Kennedy assassination to the ominous black helicopters of the New World Order, um, yeah, which in in April of two thousand one, before even nine eleven, fifteen hours after eating a meal, 
I think they're a little too deep into this, that thinking that mail was it, but I could be wrong. Maybe there's more reason for them bringing it up. But um, no, I mean, I like if you're getting food poisoning, it would happen within 15 hours, so you'd feel it like the next day. Yeah, and you got warm beef. A meal, eating a meal with warm beef from a Mexican restaurant. So I guess yeah. the hamburger wasn't appropriately cooked or something. I don't know what that would be. You ever, you ever watch Kitchen Nightmares, dude? Yeah, a few times. That's why the guy... There's a couple why, Mexican uh, restaurants on there. <laughs> that's why uh, Gordon Ramsay gets so upset when people don't fully cook their meat because he knows you, the, the, what could happen. He doesn't want you to be one of the... This guy, he should have talked He should have talked to Gordon Ramsay. He would have been fine. Can anybody talk to Gordon Ramsay or they just get yelled at? Seriously. Ramsay? But, um... Yeah. People talk to him. When they're paying him. Sometimes. When they're giving him money. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. When so, he's doing one of those live fucking cooking shows, he's real nice. I, I, I'm a big fan. You like the cooking shows too, right? Yeah, dude. I love them. Ever since Jan can cook, I used to watch that as a Jan, kid. If Jan can cook, you can cook. That was the best show. Um, him and I had cut up the carrots and, and really fast and look into the camera instead of look at what he's doing and give yeah. give the big smile. That was always good times. But yeah, so our um, some of them are believable. You know, some of them are a little you know could be far fetched, but I wouldn't put anything past. You know, the people that want to um, shut people up um, to do the, like I said, the, I don't know what the, I don't know what, I don't know what, you know, what the government would, I can't say have against because I can see that, but I don't, I almost don't feel like them killing just a random person. Some of the people seem like they were just random person that wrote books and stuff. And if you're writing a book. Yeah. It could definitely dip into fiction a little bit, so, like, I don't think, you know, it would be... I don't know, it's weird. I mean, if they seen him as a threat, then which they obviously would have to if, if they are going to kill him. But, um, like, William Cooper is somebody I could definitely see them taking out the picture, you know. Um, yeah, that one's very believable. I gotta watch that shit. Yeah, show. the Schneider one, I could definitely see the Schneider one, them taking him out of the picture, Phil Schneider... Um, you know, stuff like that. And people that were like, worked for the government and then later decided they were going to spill the beans. I could see them getting snuffed out, but you know, like a publisher, the publisher, the last one, the publisher, the book company, I couldn't really see that. I think that was more of just an unlucky coincidence. Um, Ron Bonds eating at a unhygienic fucking Mexican food place. Yeah, well, that's just the Mexican food place in general, I heard. Not just the, they're all unhygienic. Just joking, Mexican food places. Oh, just joking, Mexican food places. I love you. <laughs> I like to, I can get, I like uh, some El Mariachis. Yeah, my parents go there all the time. They love that place. It's a good spot. Um, but yeah, as for people... As for people writing books and stuff, you know, I don't know. It's very possible, but I feel like they're less likely. I think they're more probably fell into a coincidence type situation. Um, yeah. The, by the, you know the point of if if you know like the girl the girl that was that that 
was abducted and then was talking about being abducted, I could almost, I don't know, I could, that's a take. It, it, it all comes into that. If if there is, if these aliens are really inter, interdimensional, like demon-type things, then yeah, I could see, I could see people getting snuffed out for getting a little too close to opening the book on that. But just saying that you went outside your house and you've seen a, a saucer flying around or or even that you were a, you you woke up on a spaceship i think that they they the the majority of society is probably so closed mind to that that i think you could go out there and say anything and like who's to say it's believable you know what i mean so like in the sense of that and whenever they kill somebody I don't know, I'm sure thousands of people are killed by the government a year for whatever reason, but I just think that there's bigger reasons, more like a Cooper thing where they're they're rising up and they're growing a, a, a platform and they're growing a group of people behind them that are listening to what they say and believing what they say. Like, that's when you fall into a dangerous territory, when you're like, when you're when you're speaking truth that people don't want heard and you have a good platform to say it like a radio show and you're having a bunch of people follow it and, and grow and the fan base is growing that's when I see you get into trouble but um, other than that like I don't know I mean it's very possible what's your take Matt, on you, you need to be careful what me yeah you you too bud I don't exist dude <laughs> Well, if I if I ever die under mysterious circumstances, I'm sending it to. Uh, I don't know who I'm sending it. To. <laughs> Remember me well. Facebook that's all Live. I say. Facebook Live works. They'll cut your. They'll cut down your. Uh, they'll cut off your signal. They'll cancel out yes, your Facebook Live signal. They'll 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 play a Kim Kardashian episode instead of your Facebook Live. Oh my god. I would kill so many people. If I ever if that ever happened and you were gonna do a Facebook live, Anna would get a call directly from Kim Kardashian and, and Kim Kardashian Kim. would sweep the whole thing under the rug. And she'd get an interview. I'd be murdered the next day. I'd be fed to a fucking tiger the next day. It's true. That's the wild part. And she'll be, and then next next thing you know, Anna will be on TV with Kim Kardashian, another another friend in the pack, and she'll be all yeah. jeweled out, and she'll be all tanned, you know, the spray tanned out, and she'll be, <laughs> she'll be going, to, she'll be going <laughs> to shop, she'll be going to shop at all those places that just cost three hundred dollars just to get through the door, you know what I mean? Up in New York and Manhattan, she'll be she'll be going Manhattan shopping every week. Every day, that'll be her job going shopping in Manhattan. She just get really nice suits and fucking go stand outside of those shops with like a cat swiper on the top of our phone. And be like, yeah, it's ten bucks to get in, bro. I'm, I'm every shop. I'm like Rodeo Drive, I like new you, policy. I could bet you could intimidate people into paying that. <laughs> you gotta pay if you want to shop here, you motherfucker. You motherfuckers, I can see that for sure. Yeah. Next time I want to go to New York this summer, if 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 there is a summer, and uh, <laughs> if there is a summer, if there is a summer, there'll be a summer. I don't I don't know if travel will be you know 
encouraged. I know. I was hoping to do a nice tour of uh, New York. New York. Uh, I want to do like a like a film tour where I go to all these places where like they shot big scenes for, for in, in New York for big films that I like, and then I want to do like a regular. It'll be two different things. You, you guys are more than welcome to come to both. And then the second one's going to be more of a tourist thing because I know a lot of people that want to go. I get family members, I should say, and a couple friends that want to go see, like, the Statue of Liberty and yeah. stuff like do that. Do the whole New York. Do New York. Do New York. You know, go spend $1,500 on lunch at Manhattan, mm. you know. No, you wouldn't do that, really? No, fuck no. That would make me depressed. I'd be depressed like the people in the book oh. if that was the case. I'd go to a nice lunch, though. No, I wouldn't want to spend huge loot, but I'd like to go. So I'd go to some famous, go to some famous. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know, there's like that, um, what's that deli that's real famous? Oh, the deli contestant? Yeah, like I'd like to pop in there or something like that, Get you know. Yeah. But I wouldn't want to. Is that down in the village? Yeah, it's down in the village. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Go to some hot spots. I want to go to where Kubrick was born, and I want to go to where Ronnie Dangerfield was born. Um, houses they lived in when they were kids rather than born. Uh, the comedy club. I like to hit the comedy spots in there because I've heard about all those famous New York comedy clubs forever. Yeah, yeah. You know, stuff like that. I'd go to the World Trade Center thing. Go check that out. We could do a show live from the World Trade Center Ground Zero. Last time I went to New York, we went into, um, I think it might have been uh, the Empire State Building. Oh, no shit. Yeah, we just went into the bottom half. If you want, you, it costs you like 60 bucks or something ridiculous if you want to go like upstairs <laughs> and like look out a window. And uh, so I just stayed in the lobby and took some pictures and left. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. I'm not paying money to go upstairs. <laughs> no, it's crazy this. But... Yeah, like, I'll pay for the Statue of Liberty thing because that's a weird thing. I'm sure it's not that expensive. But that's more of a... You remember when we You remember when we went up to New York? I do, I do. And, like, the one, like the one thing that always sticks oh, out of my the head... The homeless guy? Was, I think I just... <laughs> the, oh, the dead guy, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah when yeah. you said that to me and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. The uh, I still tell the two stories I tell from that is when the dead when we seen the dead guy in New York, and um, <laughs> when we were in the subway and we we got lost and we gave that that homeless dude gave uh, showed us the right way to go and I think you gave him a ten dollar bill. And yeah, the, I gave him ten bucks. And the look on his face was reminded me of UHF when like that when the homeless dude in UHF gets that penny. But it's like a rare, yeah. it's a rare penny, and he's like, "Thanks, Mister." Mister. Yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> oh boy. That's exactly how that homeless guy acted, which made me laugh. Remember to inject the Purell directly into your veins. I know we didn't even get into the Lysol thing. We should have. What do you think of that, Add real quick? Go. What do you think before <laughs> we leave, before we leave? What do you think of that? Oh, you got it. Just keep going, America. Keep going, America. I did watch. I watched the full video. I think people are watching half of the video, the just the part where he he talks about him. But if you watch the full video, he actually he's he's r r rambling off 
a bunch of different things, and that happens to be one of the things. And he said they were investigating somehow putting the disinfectant, you know, inside your body type deal. We're doing we're doing research right now. <laughs> but with, with the people, amazing, yeah. People hate people hate him so much that they just they 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 love to believe. You know, it's one of those weird things. You know. <laughs> He's not the best guy. He's not the worst guy. But whatever whatever he says, certain people are going to take his complete, his complete madness. Yeah. He ruined my life even more. Exactly. Exactamunda. But, yep, like Sean said, everybody make sure you take good doses of Lysol in your veins. Keep you fresh. Keep you alive. And we'll catch you all in the next episode. Behold, pale podcast. Bye bye. Bye. I, I know that it's it's vast and hard to sum up, but if you could just briskly tell us what we think we know about these sightings. Well, we do know that there are objects in the sky and sometimes in the water that demonstrate extraordinary capabilities that we but that experts say we don't have on this planet. We don't have the capability of, of creating the kind of technology that or apparent technology that's been observed by high-level officials for many, many decades. The Pentagon program is the most recent discovery, but these things have been studied in other countries and by our country for many years. So what percentage of these sightings are we sure are not weather phenomena or experimental aircraft? Well, that's a really good question, because most sightings of UFOs that, that just people report are not, are, are identifiable. I mean, we're talking yes. about a very, maybe 5 to 10 percent of all the sightings that are called in are are not explainable. And what the ones that are really of interest are the ones reported by military pilots, by commercial pilots, by trained observers, multiple witnesses, ones that are caught on radar, events that have a lot of data to support them and involve very, very credible people. So I, I guess what bothers me most about this story is how clearly people who should have been following up and paying attention haven't been. And the, the case that sticks with me, November 7th, I think, 2006, at Chicago O'Hare Airport, 4.15 in the afternoon, gate C-25, I believe, the pilot of the plane waiting to depart to Charlotte looks up and there is a saucer hovering not that far over the plane. People in the tower see it, other pilots see it, dozens of people see it. It's real, and the FAA refuses to investigate. How could that be? I know, it's shocking. It's absolutely shocking to me. I mean, they, they refuse to investigate, I think, because they... I mean, who knows what the bigger, the bigger reason probably is that it's very, they can't explain these things and they just want, you know, they don't want to deal with them. It might frighten people. They don't have enough information. They don't like to say, well, there's something hovering above an airport, but we don't know what it was. So basically they will come up with other explanations for it, such as that it was a weather phenomenon. That's what the FAA said about O'Hare, which is really an insult to the pilots who witnessed this thing and many other observers who know that it wasn't weather. I mean, it was a metallic looking disc-shaped object that hovered over the, as you said, hovered over a terminal gate C-17 for about five minutes, and then it shot straight up through the clouds. This was an incredible aspect of the thing. It was hovering below a cloud bank, and all of a sudden it just shot straight up really fast through the cloud bank and cut a hole in it. So there was like a cookie-cutter clean hole in the clouds. You could look up and see the blue on the other side. And, you know, as far as anybody knows, as far as I know and from what I've been told, we don't have 
uh, machines in the sky that can do things like but, that. But, I mean, this is not a potato field in Maine in the 1950s at 3 in the morning. This is Chicago right. O'Hare, one of the biggest, busiest airports in the world, in the middle of the day, in front of sober witnesses, including pilots, and the control tower. And the FAA says, we're not that interested? Like, how could that be? You can imagine that the uh, witnesses involved with this, you know, it's an insult to them. I mean, there are many witnesses, and we're talking about military people, you know, high-level people in the Air Force, the Navy, the uh, other military commercial pilots who were just told that they were not interested in what they saw. And it's very difficult for a lot of them because they're patriotic people.